Hey there, it's Erica. I've been hiding, I know. It's been a couple of months since I put up my first episode of Running Cause It's Hard. Sorry. The holidays and some work gigs and my computer crashing slowed me down. But really, you know, like, those are excuses, right? Like, honestly, I just wasn't feeling it, you know, telling my running story until some of you told me you actually listened and wanted to. So thank you. Richard Winton and Amira and Claudia for pushing me the way running does. So this means that I've got a lot of catching up to do with you. I'll do my best to keep producing, but for now, here is episode two. Beginning workout. You're listening to Running Because It's Hard, a podcast chronicling the runs, the fears and the fun oh, of training for a bucket list marathon. That was hard. The LA Marathon to be specific. My name's Erica Aguilar. For years, I've dreamed of running a marathon. I like running. It makes me feel alive and strong and happy, but I've never had the courage to run a marathon or even think I could. Too afraid I won't finish the race, really, or I'd get hurt. But honestly, what I'm really afraid of is losing the one thing that gives me confidence. I'm not a very confident person. I doubt a lot. I really don't want to run this morning. Uh, six? I haven't run six miles in a long time. And I can talk myself out of anything. It's just cold outside. I don't want to run in the cold. You know how like, my breathing gets. I'm a little worried about my IT band. Whoa. But running usually proves me wrong. It pushes me past what I think my limits are. Yay! Oh, under 60 minutes. Miles. And I didn't want to run today. <laughs> In general, I'm pretty aware of what all my limits are, and I respect them. Or I should say I fear them because I hate failing. It makes me feel worthless. So if I know what my limits are and I set goals that are just under them, I always win. But being the complicated and conflicted person I am, I know. That if I don't test my limits, and I don't fail from time to time, I can't grow or change. And if failure is my number one fear, then regret comes in second. Which is why, with a very anxious heart, I decided to sign up for my first marathon. The Los Angeles Marathon in March. So you actually registered? Yeah, I did. Oh my God, wow, that's a big step. <laughs> this is my friend Sharon McNary. When people ask me, okay, what are you, who are you? I say, I'm an endurance athlete. I've done six Ironman triathlons, which is 140.6 miles of swimming, biking, and running. Uh, my longest run ever was 50 miles. So I run marathons, I do triathlons, and uh, that's what I do. Okay, so Sharon's an expert. I mean, in fact, she's a marathon pacer. She's done like 135 of them. And most of those marathons have been helping other people finish in a specific time. I have taken people who have only run five to seven to 10 miles straight through in training, and with walk breaks and a slow pace, gotten those people to the finish line of the marathon. The perfect advisor for someone training for their first marathon like me. So I wanted to meet up with her to ask her mm, what to expect and just get some general advice from her. What was that like, your first marathon? It was really hot. I spent about six and a half hours. Where was it? It was LA. Oh, 
about? Yeah. It was the LA Marathon? It was the LA Marathon. No it's been way. around that long, yeah. I started, I did my first marathon uh, less than a year after I quit smoking. Um, I quit smoking April 18th, 1990, which would have been my mother's birthday had she not died um, of heart disease and other illnesses, diabetes mostly, um, at the age of 53. It was 1991. It was so hot. I remember like uh, walking in the shade of a building just to cool down behind the people who were watching the marathon. I was up on the sidewalk. Um, in those years, the marathon used to finish um, at the Coliseum. I think it started and finished at the Coliseum. So you'd finish up on Exposition Boulevard, which was great because a lot of people lived there and there'd be like this one lady who every year she'd have this gigantic tin of butterscotch candies and she would go out to the street and hand them out to people. And there were people doing barbecues and it was, it was really, really nice, the old course was. Well now it ends in Santa Monica, right? Yeah, but yeah, that's actually, um, that's been the biggest improvement is the point-to-point -point course because it's downhill it is it's downhill yay yeah it's 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 a tech okay. it's a tech it hurts sometimes like uh, going downhill it's not like down Steep. a mountain it's okay. it's down like a three percent grade okay. and it's it's really nice it's it's a great course i have to figure out whether i'm going to like find a running group get on a training plan and stuff the really long training runs can be hard to get through all by yourself you know, you're lonely, you're thirsty, you might not have the best information about how to do a long run or what you're gonna feel. Um, if you do that 10 to 12 to 15 to 18 to 20 mile run with a whole bunch of people who are going your same pace, it's more like a party. I mean, it's like a cocktail party without the drinking and lots of running. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think the reason why I'm hesitant to try to, to, to join a, a running club, but I think I will, is um, I just enjoy my runs, my alone time. That's great for the midweek runs. Um, you know, for the weekend and you're building up into mystery miles that you've never done before, it can be an enormous help having other people there. I trained for my first half marathon alone, and I liked it. No one saw how slow I ran or how many times I stopped. I did it by myself, and it fulfilled my independent spirit. But training alone for 26 miles doesn't seem easy or admirable. It actually just sounds risky, stubborn, and smug. The other really important thing about having a group is you will see somebody else who you think, well, geez, if they're doing it, I certainly can do it. You know, you'll see the natural runners, like, oh, you're in awe of them, they're fast, they look wonderful when they run. But then there's this other people, like, who are actually faster than me. And I look at them, how do you run that fast? You know, how do you get that from here to there when I have so much trouble myself? And so seeing somebody modeling your behavior on other people who are being successful at it or struggling equal to you makes you feel more able to do it. She's pointing a finger right at my fear, really. Just competition with others and confronting my weaknesses. Okay, so I should look for I should look for a running group. I think running groups are a lot of fun. I really don't want to go find a running group. As much as I like to run alone, I think it's a better idea. Everyone says so. I'm just sort of afraid to join a running group that might be just a little 
more advanced. It's scary being the weakest link, but Sharon was right. I can only push myself so far, especially if I'm keenly aware of my limits and afraid of failing. So if I'm going to be serious about this marathon, I need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I searched and searched and found the Long Beach Running Club. Six miles. My first run with them was a six miler, Sunday morning, seven o'clock on the beach walking path. I was nervous. Not gonna be that bad. Trust me, it never is. Always really happy that you did it afterwards. Um, we have a good morning, sir. So we ran, and it wasn't that bad. I'm tired. How much did y'all run? That's my husband, Richard. He picked me up after the run. Six, although. So we ran six, and um, some of the people ran eight. Uh, it was good. I ran faster than I normally would have on my own. I could see why somebody would say, oh, go join a running group. I was just like the slowest one from our six-mile group. So they had an And that was what I was afraid of. I didn't want to be last. But it was so hard because people in the Long Beach Running Club, they run fast. Get this. The guys did eight miles. They said they started off at like a 6.55 pace for the eight. I started off fine running at a steady pace with another woman who was a newbie also. She'd never run with the group either. So we ran together until she looked at me at mile two and was like, I think I'm gonna run single file now. And then off she went speeding along. Just following her sort of forced me to run faster. So I think I ran like my average pace was a 9.45. That's pretty good. I know. I was like so surprised. So are you going to keep running with this group? Uh, yeah, I think so. They just started doing Sunday long runs. And they had like some mimosas. Well, I didn't grab one. Um, but I kind of wish I did. <laughs> but it is nice to be able to like get tips from them. And like to talk and like just joke around about stupid running stuff. You know you're a marathoner if you say, what happens if I pass out on a run? Yeah. <laughs> you know you got that already. Yeah. Yeah. You start crying. I started crying about mile 22. You cry? Oh yeah, I'd start crying. Because I'm, I'm, I'm training for my first marathon. And I'm like... What is it going to be? Well, I'm because I'm going to do the LA Marathon in March. Okay. Um, and... I've never run a marathon. I've run a, I run a couple of halves. Right. I don't oh, want to discourage you. I love when you get your medal. Think about mile 20 when you hit it. That you're just like, oh, what, what did I do? This is the stupidest idea I've ever thought of my life. Yeah, I think I like this group. They're super nice and inviting, and they're fun. They're all super fast, so they're gonna make me faster. Um. Oh. Which sucks, because like, I feel like on long runs, I give myself permission to be real slow. <laughs> In a way, that's okay. My goal for this first marathon is just to finish. I mean, just finish. I'd love to run, say, a 10.45 per mile pace for the LA Marathon since I completed my last half marathon in 2 hours and 11 minutes, which is roughly a 10 minute and 7 second per mile pace. But... I've read all about bonking at like mile 16 or 20, and I just don't know if I'll have the energy to run the whole marathon in under 11 minutes per mile. That just sounds insane. So 
Snail's pace, here I come. <laughs> yeah, you know, my new riding group doesn't seem to mind too much. Oh yeah, that's what I liked about it. So when you're running, like I was really afraid that like I'd have to sort of keep up with people. But no, like, you know, some people just run off because they're faster than you. And like as much as I like running alone, I still get to run alone. Yeah, you just start with a group and end yeah and it's kind of nice to have somebody come in and be like good job good job and i was like oh thanks yeah i did do a good job huh so my trepidation over joining a running group actually came true i was the slowest runner in a crowd of strangers but i didn't feel like a failure i pushed past my limits and i ran faster than i thought i could and it felt good all that fret for nothing i'm so smelly all right how do i stop recording this thing? I was motivated after working out with the Long Beach Running Club. Oh, get the stretches in. I wanted to get faster, so I decided to focus my next few runs on speed. Workout completed. Time, 48 minutes, 2 seconds. Distance, 5.01 miles. Average 935 pace, 935 per mile. Isn't that exciting? Mile. Ah! <laughs> On an average, let me see my splits here. So I started off, I did my first mile in 823. Oh, that was killing me, I remember. I could feel my asthma and still, you know, oh, like my chest right. is kind of tied out. Asthma. Music featured in this episode can be found at freemusicarchive.org. Special thanks to Sharon McNary for the coaching advice and to the Long Beach Running Club for accepting me. You guys might regret it. Follow the Running Because It's Hard podcast on SoundCloud where you can get new episodes when they're posted. Next up on Running Because It's Hard, about that asthma stuff. Getting faster is hard when you can't breathe. So I don't have any more inhalers. Um, yeah. Erica, that is your life. I know, I know, I know. That's my mom, and she'll tell you I was no easy kid to raise. Every month you would be in the hospital. I'm Erica Aguilar. Thanks for listening. See you next time.